Welcome to Human or Athlete Best Bits Part 2. Following on from last week's episode, we're going to continue showing the best bits from the other half of the guests and their conversations that have taken place on the show. I'd like to introduce our first guest on today's episode, Tivongi Rushesha, also known as Tiv. What a guy, full of jokes, full of life. He finds so much more to football um, than off the pitch, such as, you know, cooking with his family, spending loads of time with friends. And, you know, he's, he's a big part of Ballers in God and all these other kind of other things that he does to find so much joy and to find so much life um, just aside from his job as a footballer. He's recently over the last season had a you know really difficult ACL injury. And if there's anyone that's going to bounce back, if there's anyone going to get through this, both mentally and physically, it's this guy. Like I'll continue to slip up, but like it's the fact that I'm actively trying, if that makes sense. And with change happening, um, there was something that someone said in one of the prayer groups with Boilers in God, where it's like the best way to preach the gospel is through your actions. So the best way to teach someone how to have the right virtues, how to be open, how to be compassionate, is to be that yourself mm-hmm. and kind of like let people see how it is, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I think as long as you're trying your best to be like that, you're not going to be like it all the time, but as long as you're always actively trying, then that's all you can really do. Yeah, like I think, I mean, the best, and obviously you're showing this as well, the best thing of doing that is with the awareness to go, yeah. this is who I want to be, this is my, whether it's through something from religion or an intuition, that awareness to call yourself out if you're not backing it up, that awareness to yeah. know in the first place that, oh, I wasn't myself in that situation. And and also the awareness to have set down the rules, and the, not necessarily the rules, but the boundaries to go, or the yeah. values that you have. Like that's something that I quite frequently do, is write down my values and memorize them. Yeah. And I... The important thing is having the awareness to constantly kind of recreate and let go of them if, you know, and not having them structured in place. Um, mm. But it's that awareness around that I think is huge because, you know, without that, you, you, you don't know who you are and where you're going and whether you're slipping up in the first place all the time. And like you said, through mm. your actions, it's you're not going to learn otherwise. And if you don't take that step yeah. and you don't try and be yourself and you don't try and put yourself up there, and I was obviously the the famous quote: "You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take." If you you know, yeah. and you learn probably so much more from slipping up and yeah. from how you deal with things when you deal with them wrong to know that this wasn't right. And it's that intuitive yeah. feeling that I didn't back myself up here in the values that I say and the values that I preach. That wasn't right. So yeah, yeah. and the fact that you're writing down the things that you find important to yourself is really important which is something that if you want to achieve something, you have to do because, like, another famous quote, how can you score if you don't know what goal you're aiming for? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if that's the exact quote. I think I'm <laughs> that a Tim original. A Tim original. You get the message. But, like, it's really important to kind of assess yourself and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I do. And just, because we're, we're all organi- unorganized people by nature. Mm-hmm. So, you just need to kind of organize it for yourself, write it down, and then once seeing it on paper, it kind of helps you kind of instill it in your mind. And I think yeah. there's something that, even with the slipping up, there's something that I heard this morning from a Denzel Washington speech where it was like 
uh, it was it felt like motivation, but it kind of applies to this where he was saying he doesn't like the idea of having something to fall back on. You should always be looking to fall forward. Mm-hmm. So if you know what you want to do and you kind of fail, as per se, you're going to learn from that quote-unquote failure. Mm-hmm. And that allows you to kind of fall forward, kind of be like, okay, I know what I did wrong here. Then you or you continue getting better, getting better, getting better. And that applies to you, how you are as a person and everything that you do in life. That applies to what, whatever profession you want to take, a hobby that you want to carry on about falling forward. Roberto Hoshia, a really close friend of mine, and we filmed this incredible two-part conversation series. And it was a conversation full of so much authenticity, so much courage and honesty for the way that he shared his story. Um, and that story kind of took us through his dreams to become a footballer, his big ACL injury that kind of really, you know, took him off that route of becoming a footballer and how he had to rebuild his life through rebuilding that ego and identity of being a footballer. And it was all it was all about him becoming the person who he wants to be with the same values, the same attitude, the same beliefs and drivers just without that additional label of I am a footballer. And it was a truly beautiful conversation where we go so deep into, you know, both our perspectives on life and football. And it was an absolute pleasure to be a part of it. Looking back now at everything in the place that you are, talking about everything we've talked about, how do you now see the ACL injury? How do you now see the eating disorder? How do you now see the suffering that you've gone through and the big life changes that are so difficult for anyone. How do you not see that? It's blessings. It's blessings, for sure. For sure. It's as deep as this got and as we brought up a lot of problems during this podcast, didn't we? Mm -hmm. But it's definitely brought more positives than negatives. I've met the most incredible people. Um... I got to be involved in groups and circles that I never would have imagined to be involved in. Um, it, it's definitely been a massive stepping stone. <laughs> Both of them. The, mm-hmm. the ACL, in its own way, the ACL got me involved in a completely different environment that I would have never ever thought to be a model. I never, mm-hmm. never thought about that. Which then, modeling got me so many other opportunities which I would again I would have never thought about um then the eating disorder just got me to open up with other people that were going through the same thing and uh open up to who you are open up to myself mm-hmm. realize um develop skills that are so so important like taking a step back in and evaluating what's happening, realizing what's happening, being aware, that's one of your biggest things, just being aware of what's happening, accepting what's happening and then dealing with it. Um, I couldn't be any more grateful for what's, for what's happened and it just made me realize and plan for the, not plan for the future, but be aware that whenever it feels like it's the end of the world, you, you're not seeing the door that just opened in the back, you just have to walk, you just have to walk a bit further mm-hmm. to see that open door mm-hmm. that was closed before. I always you know I mean? remember Rocky saying, if you can look up, you can get up. 
That's a good one. You, you love your course today. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You're on fire. That's amazing. But yeah, no. And at, again, at the time when I got injured, there was no way I could have pictured. Yeah. Uh, it took me way, way too long to realize that another door might have just opened for me. I think for everyone listening right now who's going through the problems, going through big changes, because obviously this year has brought about so many, that hope and that light you're bringing them right now, in the way that you're seeing that and you're talking about these things, is is incredible. And I, I like, you know, hopefully people can connect to that and understand to that. So, A, I think you should be so proud of yourself, because I know I am of you, because I've seen you grow, I've seen you, you know, adapt into this and just, yeah, like it's incredible for me and to have seen this and experienced this journey with you. And then also, it's like when you said that end of the world thing for people going through that right now, is that these play, these feelings, these emotions, these situations, they will they will come and they will go. And that's one thing about anger, sadness, depression, anxiety, is there will always it will always come and go, even as, even happiness. And for those that are in those situations, living proof right now <laughs> oh, <laughs> that that you've gone I really through. Appreciate it, no, but it's- like not even not even like in like that way but it's like you're going through big ups big that like you know things that people are so scared of in the football world oh, the yeah, sporting yeah. world yeah and you're okay mm-hmm. how, how powerful that is Ruben Sammer an incredibly humble and driven guy he talks us through his time at Chelsea what it was like what the environment was and then how he left Chelsea and his time at Sunderland and different other clubs on trial and how he had to find a new club to play football at the highest level. And it's an incredible testament to who he is as a person that he set aside any privilege, any expectations of other clubs because he came from Chelsea and put his head down, worked hard on himself as a footballer, both physically and mentally, but also did the networking, put himself out there as much as possible. And that humility is honestly so inspiring. He also scouts for Chelsea now after taking responsibility to get in touch with them and has big dreams in his football career both on and off the pitch. I come from the other side of football and there's more to it so I've kind of accepted that what happens in football happens in football if I end up not making it um, then I've sort of come to terms with thinking that's that's not everything so the fears of that is I've gone completely I'd say and I guess I guess for me the, the biggest fears I always had was the fearing of, of failure um, and that's almost given me that inner drive to sort of do well and be successful. And I sort of sort of flipped that from almost football to what I'm now doing off uh, outside of football. Um, I've put, been putting a lot of energy into that because um, football for me now is just more of a, an escape and enjoyment. Um, and although I'd love to make it to the Premier League at one, at one point, I mean, no, no dreams ever too big, but... Um, I think being realistic and setting shorter term goals and I think for me um, just sort of being able to to still play football and earn from football and then also do what I'm doing outside is probably the perfect goal for me at this time um, yeah I'd say yeah would you say the or no sorry how have you kind of let go of those fears of failure in football I think um Probably just what's happened this summer, really. I, I kind of had to adjust and get to groups with sort of letting my ego go a bit and letting 
um, these fears step aside because at one point I didn't have a job at all. So it was any opportunity after that was um, I was just grateful for. So I guess see it, having that sort of rock bottom of not having a job and seeing what it's like, you're sort of at the bottom of the, the hierarchy of working your way back up again. Uh, it sort of just let me lose lose all those fears and stuff completely. Um, it was starting from scratch, scratch, I had nothing to lose. Um, so what everything I feared that I did have to lose, I got to that point and I was okay. Um, and I knew it was only going to be better from this point onwards. So it was just more um, excitement than that sort of anxiety and fear. Exactly, like you face them and you're still there standing and the, yeah. like you can only go upwards from now. Yeah. And I think that's an incredible place to be because it just you have that underdog mentality in a way you're unstoppable. And to look at that perspective of football's just enjoyment and you do what you love, mm-hmm. I think is amazing because in a way, and there's loads of people, you know, talking about it at the moment, but it's combining that self-help, you know, whatever, being present to approaching football, which are complete contrasting mental environments. Yeah. And what you realise is that when you're present and you're focused on enjoyment, that's when you play your best. Yanni Nicolau, a great friend all the way out in Australia, and he brought the motivation, the inspiration, and a whole lot of energy. Uh, we went back and talked through our time at Salford and how one of the big ways we connected was all the motivational videos and stories and quotes that we grew up watching, listening and reading. And we talked about how much that's impacted us as who we are and probably impacted you know, the drive we both have to go out and succeed and be the best we can be. We also went deep into the power of breathing, also known as breath work. And we looked at stuff like the Wim Hof method or doing it on your own or just simple meditation and how it really is undervalued and completely unknown in the football world and even the sporting world as to how powerful it can be both physically for your lungs, but also mentally as it's kind of a real deep version of meditation. And he talks us through his routines before games, before trainings, always surrounding that breath work and how important it is. So please check it out and check out obviously breathing and breath work if you're interested. I was, I was really pushing myself like beyond my limits, trying to yeah, just suffer through pain, just going runs every morning, 5am. I did that 5am club and um, yeah, going through that runs, just when you feel that moment of pain, you just, he, David Goggin says, like, there's ways to just not think about that pain and think about past experiences to help you keep going. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, once you're, you're past that, that point of pain, you're only at, like, 40% of your, your potential. So, yeah, I just really, really pushed myself. And, yeah, each day I got fitter, fitter. That's all I was doing. I didn't touch a ball as well for, like, two months I was running. So I got to a stage where I was really fit. But, yeah, that book really helped me he, so, yeah. um when when uh going back to his past experiences it's interesting to me to know are you doing are you going back to the ones the way there was like pain and like people have kind of you know doubted you or whatever or are you going to the moments like the cookie jar moments where yeah. you're like this is what i did this is who i am this is why i should yeah. practice this is why i keep going where do you, what do you go back to i take everything actually what you said like little bits and pieces out of everything but there's obviously that main that main cookie in the jar that that just drives me to to the top is just like yeah all that suffering I went through with like like deaths and all that or passings 
that that just drives me into just getting past the pain. Yeah. Like you said, just little little doubts here and there. Someone saying you can't make it, you can't do this. Yeah, those those do drive me a bit. But yeah, I look for that big cookie first just to to get yeah. past that point. So then, so if you're okay with it, kind of go deeper on that cookie. And obviously, you know, um, I'm sorry to hit that. There are deaths and obviously going on. But what do you? How do you see that for yourself? Like, do you have like, what do they call it? Like a mortality motivation? Is that something? Do you believe that kind of life is short, or how do you? How does that motivate you? Yeah, like you said, life is so short, so you have to appreciate all the moments like you get given. So you just have to live in the present. And yeah, going back to that past, I just think that. Yeah, you don't live long on this earth, so you gotta you gotta put everything into it. So that's what I'm saying. I just I can't. I need to reach my full potential as a person. What God has created for me, there's a list, and um, yeah, whatever He's put on that list, I want to reach that top mm-hmm. to the highest potential of like He's what He's created me. So yeah, that's what I want. So that's what I think about. Pedro Montero, a brilliant coach and also a brilliant guy. His generosity and compassion for the players and people around him is truly humbling and inspiring. He also completely shocked me with what he talked about, especially the power of curiosity and how that is a foundation and how it creates hard work and how it also creates inspiration and motivation. And that curiosity breeds the attention to detail and thus the growth and the improvement and the success that comes with it. It was a truly fascinating approach to curiosity and to football and life and honestly since that conversation that we had I've sat back so many times and tried to embody more of that because of what he taught and especially the power of words and that he carried across in this podcast and in this conversation so please enjoy what he's got to say and go check it out on the bones and I think it's more about the process and more about one thing that I've sort of come to realize a little bit is you just need to be super present in every single moment that you have because what else do you have in life you have nothing else mm-hmm. you can plan you can you can think of course you can but you have to be really present in the moment and really just enjoy the moment because anything could happen to anyone at any time with you have absolutely zero control over so what is the point in getting stressed about it it's a thing it's that conversation then with people and purpose what is the purpose if you really strip everything back and if you look at if you strip everything back and you just go for the pure scientific terms there is no purpose mm-hmm. what is the purpose the only thing that we have is is the moment is is the time right now and that's the only thing that you can control so whether you're planning a session whether you're speaking to your mom your dad whoever that's the only thing you have at that time. So that's where you need to give the full focus. It's the same in terms of the players. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, of course, they'll think about the games and think about that. But if they don't think about what they're doing now, that is so far away from them. There's, no, there's not even any point thinking about it. Mm-hmm. We've, had, we've known lots of boys um, when you were with us. And lots of boys always say, I want to be a player, I want to be a player, I want to be a player. But they don't work backwards from it. So you want to be a player. So what do you need to do in order to get there? And then it all comes back to, right, what are you doing right now to do that? Mm -hmm. Are you recovering? Are you 
eating rubbish? Are you training properly? Are you researching? Are you being curious about it? Whereas I think if you if you sort of strip the ego off it and you are you're just curious about that thing, then that's where I think the hard work comes for comes from. That's where that's the hard work, and that's where you're you just enjoy the process because the success for you isn't the end result. The success is the every day. Mm-hmm. It's the being in that environment every day, training, hard work. And I think there's a famous quote from Kobe Bryant who says something quite similar. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the success because there's going to be a moment in your life where you can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And yes, the results are great, but I'm pretty sure mo- most players will miss being with their teammates, enjoying training every day. That's what they miss. You have those memories of the great moments, the great games, etc. But you miss the day to day. Jim Stevenson, a great friend over the last three, four, five years. We've shared many a preseason together or a Christmas Day death workout. Um, I've learned so much from him over the time that we've been close, and not only through his words and our conversations, but mostly by his actions, his dedication, his attention to detail, and his positive focused approach to life and to sport and to everything that he does in our conversation we really delve into who he is and his honesty is amazing to watch because you just kind of he opens up about everything and what is so important in who he has become and the journey that has gone through is letting go of football actually and letting go of that identity around it and stepping into this new identity that he's real bit rebuilt from a blank piece of paper and gone this is who I want to be this is who I believe in this brings me the joy this brings me the drive and he's gone out and got it and it's inspiring to now see that he's going back into football with just out of enjoyment and just out of what he wants to do not in that it's a need or that it's Um, a requirement but that he can manage that with an incredible family an incredible business that he's created from scratch it's it's a pretty incredible story and his honesty and his energy is captivating i was really really busy at the time i've made myself i've created busyness in my Mm -hmm. life again and i was busy before with football and all these other things and now i was just busy coaching lots of clients Mm one-to-one football i was doing everything yeah um which was great in terms of, you know, income, business success. Um, But I just sort of covered over all of my actual fears, doubts, worries. And I just, I remember just taking pen to paper and just, I don't necessarily journal deeply daily. I journal, but I don't necessarily, I, I, I write when I feel I need to write and when I need to offload. So I'm quite communicative verbally. So I get a lot of my things off my chest to partner and all of that. But I, I think it's important to journal. And I just wrote how I was feeling. Um, tears, crying. And I just was realised I'd lost, like, not lost everything, but I'd lost who I was still. Still didn't know who I was, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'd lost it in football and I still hadn't found it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really, really hard in terms of when I actually went there to recognize that I no longer had the thing that I was known for. And I realized it was all like, I'd I'd always felt fulfilled because I was the footballer Mm -hmm. in hyphenations. Like Mm -hmm. that was what gave me my identity in a way. Um, so then I more went around the route of rather than growing a business, I'm going to rebuild myself. 
and that was then that was when my journey really started i think when i started to rebuild myself again it's it, i think it's also beautiful in that kind of rock bottom people would call it obviously is that you then realize that you're still okay mm. the worst is like my game the worst has happened i'm still here yeah. i'm still standing i'm still okay and then even like the, what immediately came to mind when you talked about that when you kind of realized that I still haven't attached myself to a new identity yet. I'm still kind of lost. Mm. It's like, that's such a beautiful space because then in a way that like you said, like you said in that two months and there's, there's no attachments to who you are. There's no whatever. And then in a way you become unstoppable because of that, mm. because there's no identity that says, Oh, there's fear attached to this or whatever. Mm. And that becomes like a crazy space. And I think, you know that happened naturally but so many people are trying to fought, like create that space where there's no ego because that's obviously a big part of you know buddhism yeah. and everything but it's so crazy how you naturally went through that was like whoa i don't have this anymore kind of there was nothing to lose exactly and so which is how know, we want to live life right exactly and so th th when you kind of realize and you look back at that that time there you know it's you're completely fulfilled through nothingness in a way if that yeah. makes sense yes and that's a like a, just a crazy kind of concept and if you you know i always just see things like that that have happened and all these different things or experienced it in moments myself and it's like that they're the crazy places where like yeah. you could do anything and when i say i was in tears and i was like lost there's a part of me that set all of my like goals in that moment mm -hmm. as in and I, when i mean goals i mean like who i wanted to be like i say mm -hmm. i was in flow mm -hmm. through nothing because i was like what do i have now mm -hmm. um which i'm grateful to have actually been able to go to that place of you know i did have, obviously i had lots i had lots around me mm -hmm. but in my mind i had you know virtually i felt like nothing again mm -hmm. um which is a is a, is when you put it that way i've never actually looked at it that way yeah yeah what an incredible place to have actually got myself in yeah exactly <laughs> it's great. how did you then from nothingness in a way like from that blank slate rebuild yourself i think firstly i got clear on as i mentioned to you I, I had like some awareness of what i wanted my or what i felt like that always evolves but what i felt like in that moment i wanted my life to to be like as in and i don't mean what things i wanted and i just mean like how i wanted to feel in myself and how i wanted to like feel it. around others and what i wanted to contribute um so i just got really clear on what I wanted to create through overpower, through who I needed to become to be that person, um, who I wanted to attract in my as a as a partner. Mm -hmm. I got I got super clear on all of that. Yeah. Um and and then I just took action on all of it. As in just waited to attract it. I just manifested it. And I I'm I honestly that came through reading and, and Tony Robbins and, and all of those stories about how if you decide what you want, you can go and get it. I know that's a really simple way of looking at it, but I literally decided what I wanted um, and just took action, asked the right questions, got people to help me where I needed it. Um, went hard, the work ethic thing, went hard on getting those things that I wanted.